In a world where quality podcasts are available by the shitload, two mediocre hosts defy the odds and provide a listening experience that's just kind of okay to an audience that has run out of other stuff to listen to. Proving to the world that you don't have to know a whole lot about a whole lot to have a podcast. Now, prepare yourselves, dopesters, for the What Did I Just Listen To podcast with your hosts, Gibson and Eric. And now, Gibson and Eric. Dopesters, welcome to an all-new episode of the What Did I Just Listen To podcast. If you are watching us on YouTube, welcome to our first ever video episode of the podcast. We said we were going to do it, we motherfucking did it. Took us a fucking approximately a year. Yeah, just about. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to us right now, as you normally would have, we do in fact have a video episode up. Check us out on YouTube. That is, what's the name of our channel? That is completely wrong. No, we're not doing that. We're going to call the channel What Did I Just Listen To. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, it's What Did I Just Listen To. It's What Did I Just Listen so To. So excuse our uh, our producer. He's uh, he's a new employee. He's trying to win us over with ideas. A lot of them are, are you know are missing. Were you able to hear him in the background when you were editing? Yeah. All right, cool. So we can hear him then. Cool. So from now on, our episodes are going to be dropping on Monday. So you're going to get our video and our, our podcast on Monday. Um afternoonish we haven't decided on that yet but yeah everything's going to be dropping on monday consistently so if you plan your week around our podcast hundreds of listeners then uh less than monday monday is when you're going to start getting our content we promised we we're going to go more legit for a long time and we're finally fucking doing it if you do uh if you normally listen and you're already a, a subscriber make sure you check out our youtube page and subscribe to that give us a, a, a view yeah, right. Uh, tell us what you think, all that good stuff. Make sure to like and subscribe, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at what did I just listen to? It's all underscored instead of spaces, or on Twitter at WDIJL2. Uh, Patrick, if you could put those up on the video, um, those will come up hopefully right over where I put my thumb. That would be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so we're just going to play around today, see how things go, and we'll, we'll hammer some stuff out. Uh, the more videos that we do. But yeah, make sure to follow us on social media. If you have any input, go ahead and email us at what did I just listen to, the number two, at gmail.com. Uh, follow up from last week real quick. What do you have? I've got more stuff we got to talk about. Oh, go ahead. I was also going to say, uh, if you are watching us for the very first time on YouTube, welcome. This is the What Did I Just Listen To podcast with two buds. Uh, I'm Eric. He's Gibson. Hey. He's Gibson. I'm Eric. Yeah, that's right. You kind of fi- should have figured that out from the intro. Um, Eric likes sunglasses. Basically, we just talk about whatever kind of shit we want to talk about. UFC, movies, video games, comic books, new technology, The Bachelor, you know, all of our guilty pleasures. You got it, yeah. Pretty much everything that we enjoy talking about on a regular basis, we are putting out there because hopefully other people like to listen to us talk about it. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see what y'all think. Um, and make sure uh, if you... 
are new to the podcast, this is you're just checking us out for the first time on YouTube, never been exposed to us before, that you check us out on our mobile podcast, which you can listen to either uh, on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, pretty much any popular podcast uh, app you can listen to us. Yep, you got it. So like, share, and subscribe that shit. Is that all you got? That's all I got. So let's do a quick follow-up on last week. We talked about some giveaways. So we finally have awesome stuff to give away, and nobody did it. Nobody did it. Out of our tens of listeners, nobody did we it. We did announce it at the very end of the show, though, which goes to show you we probably don't get a lot of full listen-through. Exactly. So let's do it right now. What we said before, the first person to direct message us on our Instagram page will get their choice of an Xbox original or Xbox 360 controllers, cords included. Second person gets whatever's left. So make sure you've got to inbox us directly on our Instagram. We need to know where to ship it to. And let us know what your favorite part of the show is. Yep. Simple as that. It won't cost you anything. That You get a brand new, not brand new, you get a system. And they both work. They've both been tested. Uh, they were pickups for us from yard sales. That's one thing that we love to do. We're going to have video content this spring of us doing that. So, yeah. Anything yeah. to add? Um, if you are going to comment, uh, make sure you watch your profanity. <laughs> watch your profanity. <laughs> oh, man, that hurt like a butt crack on a stick. <laughs> Watch your profanity. Uh, uh, all right, so let's start moving into uh, our topics for the day. First off, uh, one segment that we love to do here on the show for you new listeners and or viewers is Drink of the Week. And now we can show it on camera. Yeah, so we can physically cool. show it. We'll probably get pulled because this isn't our content and we're not being sponsored by I think we these. can show this. Uh, our Drink of the Week is a uh, Devil's Backbone Vienna Lager. Uh, it is a local Virginia, well, not local, but it's a Virginia brewery. It's outside Charlottesville. Yeah, outside Charlottesville. Uh, I thought it was near Lexington, actually. It's on, it's part of the Brew Ridge Tour, which is, starts in Charlottesville. Yeah, it's okay. Farther, farther. It's like an hour out, hour and some change. Anyway, um, this is a fairly common beer where we're from, but if you're listening from around the globe or just a different part of the country, it's probably not quite as common. Um, Devil's Backbone, I think, was bought by one of the big brewing companies. Patrick, can you check that out for us? I want to say it was bought by Anheuser-Busch. I could be wrong. Uh, but anyway, it's awesome. It's one of the most popular craft beers around, yeah. at least for this part of Virginia. Yeah. Everybody um, drinks it. It's goddamn delicious. Um, we will, uh, every week we do a different drink of the week, or we try to diversify it as best mm-hmm. as possible. We do different, you know, bourbons, rye, vodkas, pretty much uh, any local craft stuff we can find or any, you know, uh, specialty stuff that we find in, uh, at a local liquor store. What you find, Patrick? The parent organization is Anheuser-Busch. Knew it, Anheuser-Busch, yes. Yeah. Huh? Is it still craft? Eh, maybe. Not technically, but it still tastes the same from before they got bought out. They have the best yeah. uh, like sampler packs, too, if you buy really those good. in store. Did you get their... They have one where like all the bottles had were basically... They just taped... Uh, what is it? Like postage... Not postage... Uh, Fuck, like note cards onto them and just and just wrote what the name was. That's fucking cool. Yeah, I'll tell you, the craft beer scene in Virginia is amazing. Craft and alcohol period is really good. I mean, in Virginia. it's crazy. It's, on the East Coast, like Virginia is the uh, the fucking the, uh, the best wine you can get on the East Coast. It is. It's basically the closest thing to like California quality wine you can get. On it's the East fantastic. Coast. But I mean, alcohol in general. One of our favorite things is actually to go to craft breweries, craft wine or, or uh, vineyards, craft distilleries. I love going to craft breweries, especially I used to live down in southwestern Virginia in the Roanoke area, and there's tons of stuff down there that's super cheap. So if you're ever coming to Virginia, dopesters, for whatever reason, 
there's no reason not to go check out a craft brewery. You're almost guaranteed that they're going to be awesome. Yeah, they're all good. Yep. Um, Moving right along, I think we talked about that one. We talked about that very... Patrick, what do we have first on the uh, docket? The UFC fight. Ooh, UFC baby. Ooh. Put it up on. We don't need it up on the screen actually, because we know exactly what happened. Because Eric and I, we watched it. Yes, we what did. What was this? Two twenty. This was UFC two twenty. Yep. Dumpsters. If you're again, mm. if you're new, watching for the first time, and you didn't watch the UFC fights, and you want a little bit of background for it, check out the last episode of our audio podcast. Um, this episode, we're going to talk about the recap of everything. So if you want to get some intro before you listen to our review, then check that out. For all you new listeners out there and watchers on YouTube, you probably don't know, the only sport that Eric and I really truly care about is UFC and mix, or mixed martial arts, right? Martial arts in general. Martial so. arts. We love anything fight sports, right? Kickboxing, boxing, um, jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, wrestling, judo, all that stuff. All that shit. So we'll watch any kind of A real MMA, appreciation for martial arts. Especially UFC and Bellator. I really want to start watching 1FC. Now that I've listened to Ben Askren. What's 1FC? It's the UFC of Asia. And it's got some big names. Brandon Vera fights over there. Ben Askren. There's a bunch that I don't know that used to fight in the UFC. It's pretty awesome from what I've heard. Anyway, so UFC 220. Let's start with Volkan Uzdemir and Daniel Cormier as a follow-up from our last conversation. Just briefly. For those of you who don't know, Volkan, uh, or excuse me, Daniel Cormier is the reigning, uh, or was the reigning uh, Reigning. UFC. Defending. Light heavyweight champion going into UFC 20. And he was, uh, his challenger was Volkan Uzdemir. Right. A relatively unknown fighter that I mean, he proved Daniel A right. relatively unknown fighter going up against a relatively underappreciated champion. I would say probably the most underappreciated current champion. I don't know. Stipe was an underdog in his own championship defense. That's a little bit of underappreciation right there. But people don't necessarily hate Stipe. That's true. A lot of people hate DC, even though he's probably the nicest dude in the organization. Probably. So those two go back and forth as far as underappreciated. That's not a conversation worth having. But <clears throat> the fight was over fairly quickly. What was it, a second round? It was second round, uh, uh, technical knockout. Yeah. Volkan Uzdemir proved that he just wasn't ready. I think that's what it was. He just wasn't ready. He did not fight very well. He's known for, they call him no time because he knocks people out so fast. Yeah, he's a striker, but he was going up against one of the highest level but he got wrestlers in the UFC. Yeah. He got outstruck hard. He was rocked in the first round. That's Daniel true. Cormier dominated him in every aspect of his yeah. game. Neil Cormier has so many weapons, though. He's such an experienced and talented fighter. And he's, what, 39? Yeah. It's amazing. His fight IQ is going is to be vastly superior to a lot of people in the UFC. Do you want to know something I saw today, actually? So, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast with Ben Askren, which I, I really do appreciate Ben Askren now. Yeah. And, and I think Joe, he's a cool guy, right? So, anyway, I was, well, get your fucking text message off the screen, Patrick. So, for all y'all watching, we got a screen going up, so it's kind of neat. Patrick is able to feed us stuff when we don't know what we're talking about. Something we've been talking about getting for like a year on the podcast, having somebody to Google shit for us. Yeah. Now we have it. Anyway, bring me back. What was I talking about? You were talking about uh, the, com- uh, the guy on the, the, the Cormier. So, anyway, Ben Askren's a big time wrestler, and he coaches like little kid wrestling right now. So I looked up, I was like, there used to be a, a professional wrestling league that was actual wrestling called Real Pro Wrestling. Whatever happened to Real Pro Wrestling? So I Googled it. Daniel Cormier was one of the original champions of Real Pro Wrestling, which it's a mixture of freestyle Greco-Roman and f- freestyle Greco-Roman folk and sumo. And the only like modern day professional 
actual real wrestling league. It was kind of neat, right? Yeah. He was a champion, and Muhammad King Mo Luol was a champion. So they had like some legit dudes back then in 2004. Learn something new every day. Totally random dopesters. I just thought that was kind of neat. But anyway, are we ready to move on from DC? Yeah. Anyways, if you him. if you didn't watch the fights, don't follow UFC too closely, and you listen to our last episode, DC put a stomping in. Oh, hardcore baby. Yeah. Uh, now let's talk the about big show. the big fight, which was for the UFC heavyweight division championship. Stipe Miocic versus Francis Ngannou. And I think that Brendan Shaw was able to sum up this fight with a question he asked on Twitter. He asked a question on Twitter. He asked, uh, so the UFC training facility doesn't have treadmills or wrestling? (laughs) It started off, I think, exactly how everybody thought it was going to start off, right? Yeah. Francis Ngannou throwing heavy hands and Stipe eating them. Yeah. And got rocked a few times. Yeah, and what a testament to Stipe's fucking chin, man. Jeez. I mean, you see his eye? Yeah. It was swollen pretty good, but he weathered the storm. Francis Francis used up his energy fairly quickly. Yeah, like no cardio whatsoever. None. No ground game at all. Yeah, apparently, rumor... Well, first of all, before we get into, like, the the background information, Stipe won. Big time won. He completely... After the first round... After the first round, he had... Francis Ngannou on the ground for almost a solid, you know, you know, the almost the, the remaining 20 minutes of the fight. Yep. Yep. It was it was very one-sided. It was embarrassing we'll it honestly for Francis. I mean, both champions made their opponents look like they had no right to be in the UFC at all. Yeah. Let alone fighting for the title. Yeah. I mean, they made them look like chumps. But uh I mean, it it was it was pure wrestling. Stepe even landed some big mitts. Like landed some heavy yeah. hits and then by the end I mean, Ngannou couldn't even lift up his arms, yeah. let alone throw a punch. <clears throat> what I say in the last round, he's got three solid power punches left. Missed all three. Yeah. Hardcore. Yeah, it was impressive. It was very impressive. And now Stipe. I think Stipe basically, who's just, he went in so smart. He was just like, the only way I'm going to beat this guy is if I just can keep him on the ground the whole time. And that's exactly, exactly what he did. How about I use the wrestling that I'm known for? Or yeah. not necessarily known for, but the wrestling that I have in my, in my arsenal that nobody really thinks about because I'm too busy knocking motherfuckers out, yeah. right? He no, was, was a incredible. D1 wrestler in college. Yeah, NCAA Division One wrestler, yeah. Uh, Look up real quick if Stipe was an NCAA champion. That'd be good to know. Or if he was a uh, fucking All-American, anything like that. Because I was right. listening to a podcast earlier where they couldn't figure that out. Yeah, so let's see if we can find that real quick. But yeah, I mean, Stipe put on uh, a clinic on how to take down a, a much bigger, stronger opponent. And it's weather the storm, wear him out, and then wrestle. Yep. And, I mean, his wrestling was very basic. He had solid takedowns and then a lot of neck cranking and pressure. All he did was make Ngannou carry his weight. Yeah. To the point where he couldn't even, he couldn't even get up. Yeah. He was stumbling back to the corner. So, rumor has it, and, you know, this is like third-hand, third-hand information that we're <laughs> getting from people who got it from other people who got it from other people just through, like, you know, you know what's going around podcast to podcast uh, from people who should know. Uh, but apparently Francis Ngannou told his camp he didn't want to train any wrestling at all, and he only wanted to work on pure boxing. Because that's what he enjoys doing. I, ben Askren makes a really good point on the latest episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. And for all of our new YouTube listeners, we talk about the Joe Rogan Experience a lot because we both idolize Joe Rogan. Now that that's out there in the open on YouTube for everybody to see us say. Yeah, send it to him. Let him make it sure he him. knows. We want to get on there. Um, Probably never will. <laughs> Ben Asker makes a good point, is how many top-level, top-tier wrestlers do you see 
that learn all the other skills and use them proficiently. A ton. Yeah. How many top-level, top-tier jujitsu specialists and boxers and kickboxers do you see that learn wrestling and use it proficiently? Relatively none. It's a good point because wrestling sucks. I did it for four years. It's something that you love when you're not doing it and you hate when you're doing it, but you learn to embrace the suck because it sucks while you're doing it. It's fucking painful. And I only did high school. I can't imagine college and Olympic and, and all the, the very high-level wrestling. But it's, it's you embrace the shit, and you go through it with your teammates, and it sucks. So to take somebody that loves boxing or loves jiu-jitsu and say, now you got to do one of the most physically demanding and dangerous combat sports, they're not so so into doing it. Right. Because it's just grinding. It is a literal grind. That's a good point. What'd you find? So he, he did fight um, Division One in college as a wrestler, but his main, uh, his bread and butter was actually boxing before that. Okay. In a community college. And then he, he initially trained in mixed martial arts, but then he changed to boxing in community college, and then he switched over to wrestling. But Interesting. There's okay. nothing here that says that he ever actually won a title in wrestling. Okay. Well, he's got the he's got the chops, and we all knew already that he was big time into boxing too, because yeah. his hands are nasty. Here's what I'd like to see. Yeah. Daniel Cormier made an announcement afterwards that Cain uh, Velasquez is coming back. Right. I would love to see Stipe versus Cain, two of the best, arguably the best heavyweights of our generation, because now Stipe's got the record, which isn't that incredible. There's never been a heavyweight until Stipe that defended more than two times in a row. And now he's done it three times. Big deal. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty cray. <laughs> pretty cray. Um, Brandon Schaub said something interesting uh, on his podcast where he said, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, Brandon Schaub is a – he's now a podcaster. He used to be a heavyweight UFC fighter. He said, you know, sometimes I, you know, I worry that I, if I'm in the right spot with, like, my, my stand-up comedy and my podcast and everything, and then I remember I could be fighting Francis Ngannou right now. <laughs> Dude, that's a good fucking point. Yeah. Gee whiz, dude. That that monster. Say what you want. He got I his ass kicked. I was paraphrasing that. I don't know if that's exactly monster. how I said it. He'll um, be back. I think he'll hold the title eventually. He's uh, just going to get his hands on the wrong person. He's just got to really work on actual fighting. Speaking of which, transition, because you were talking about how Daniel Cormier was announcing Cain Velasquez's return. He was doing shout-outs for all of his teammates, and he did a shout-out where he said Khabib Nurmagomedov was going to be the next champion. Of the lightweight division. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Khabib, um, Tony, is that 223? 223, yeah. 223. It's in March, I believe. That'll be a Double good check one. that for me, Patrick. Yeah, it should be the March card. Yeah. Um, it might be the April card. Or April. K-H-A-B-I-B. Just, Khabib. just Google UFC 223 yeah. date. That is going to be interesting. Your high-level, high-level ground grappler who's great with ground and pound going up against a really proficient striker and uh, high-level jiu-jitsu specialist. Yeah. thing with Tony is he usually takes a lot of damage before he can get his wheels turning. Mm -hmm. thing is, though, you saw with Khabib when he fought Edson Barbosa, he never lets up. Yeah. He's like a fucking wolf. But I do think it's going to be interesting seeing somebody whose big thing is getting people on their back going up against somebody who's very dangerous off their back. I just don't know if he's going to be able I, I don't know if he's going to be able to get a hold on anything of Khabib to be dangerous on his back. We'll see. I'm so, curious. So Khabib is... I wasn't sure, you know, Stipe Miocic was going to be able to take down Francis Ngannou. Yeah. So you never know what will happen. So Khabib is a, a Russian monster. 
Vikings record is 25 and 0. Oh, we know this. We know we that we've talked this. about this. You're giving us the wrong information. We, we know about dates. Khabib. We What's wanted the date, dates, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, it's going to be Saturday, April 17th. So that's the April card. That's going to be a good one. I'd love to do a fight companion for that. We should do a fight companion for that. Um, so I was thinking about this today because they're fighting for the lightweight title. Connor is going to be stripped of his well, title. Well, we don't know that officially yet. They were talking about that today on the uh, the unfiltered. I want to say it was on one of the. It was either that or JRE. We don't know yet if they're stripping Connor, if they're fighting for the actual title, or if they're fighting for the interim title. It'll be for a title <laughs> because that was a big thing. I think Tony. What was that? Beep beep beep. Don't fucking do that. You're throwing me off. No, I'm just kidding. Um, somebody released, I think it was Tony released, how he was frustrated because they didn't know which title he was fighting for. Which I'm at the point, strip him. Because he, defend- he hasn't won the belt since 2016. So here's what I say. Strip him and give him, if I were Connor, here's what I would do. I'd let them strip me. And then I would spend, I would wait to see who wins the title. Most likely Khabib. Let's say for hypoth- hypothetically speaking, let's say it's Khabib. And then I would spend the entirety of a, a of a year training uh, for a comeback title fight against Khabib, where I only focus on counter striking and uh, and takedown defense. And I, if I were Connor, I'd take that year off and then wait to get that title shot, uh, comeback title shot, and then the press for that after him being off for that long, coming back the to the story it would tell ag- against fucking Khabib Nurmagomedov, and that'll be the I want Khabib in Russia fight. I wouldn't be surprised if that's exactly how the fuck that happened. That'll be a you know he's huge money fight. That would be big. And I, I, and if I were him, I'd train my ass off, honing my counter-striking and honing wrestling and takedown defense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that would be an interesting one. Because I, I give Connor a good shot against Tony. I do too. I don't give anybody a shot against Khabib. Yeah. I think Khabib could go up and fight Tyron and beat him. I don't give anybody a shot against Khabib, but Connor's, you know... He's good at surprising people. I mean, Khabib takes damage. He charges through punches and kicks. Regardless, so if Connor could lay one on his chin real good. Yeah, I think it's actually in Connor's benefit to wait a, a while and have a big comeback fight. Fuck, if I were Connor, well, I can't really say because I've never been a pro fighter. But if I were Connor, I would take that cool hundred mil, get myself a financial advisor, and start shark tanking. Oh, he baby. already, he's already shark tanking like crazy oh dude God, with his whiskey and all that stuff. That's Diddy Cheese, isn't yeah. that what Diddy Cheddar? I don't know, whatever. Some weird. You got anything else about the heavyweights? <coughs> we weren't even talking about the heavyweights. You want to talk about Bellator? Yeah, let's talk about the. Uh, there was a Bellator match going on at the exact same time as the UFC fight. weren't able to watch the Bellator fight one because it was on at the same time, and two because we don't have Paramount Network. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. Basic Cable doesn't have Spike. Spike is now Paramount Network. Uh, we don't. We're, that's not an advertisement. That's just a you know public service. I'm still gonna call it Spike, just like I call the DS a Game Boy. No shit's changing for me. Uh, so I'm gonna call it Spike, and Spike's not on Basic Cable, so I don't fucking have it anymore, which is is a damn shame. It's not on PlayStation View either. No, it's bullshit. Uh, so we're gonna talk about Bellator real quick. So we love MMA, like we said, and it's about time we start covering Bellator, the other big one. That's got some top-ranking fighters. I say, when people are leaving the UFC to fight in Bellator, Bellator's gotten pretty big. I'd agree. Rory McDonald just won the title, his well, second fight. They had a card. That's big. They had a card that was arguably arguably bigger than the card for the UFC, yeah. and it was free. Well, Rory McDonald just beat Douglas Lima for the Bellator title. Look this up for me, Patrick. Pretty sure Rory McDonald's the last person to beat Tyron Woodley. Look up Tyron Woodley on Wikipedia. We'll come back to that. 
But then the other big one is Chael Sonnen, one of my personal favorite fighters of all time. I read his book versus Rampage Jackson, another one of my favorite fighters. I of thought all time. Rampage was going to win that fight, and it yeah. ended up being going to decision uh, in Chael's but favor. What's big about this is it's not just those two fighting because Chael's fought in Bellator three times now. He yeah. fought Vanderlei Silva. Or Wanderlei Silva and somebody else. Tito Ortiz. Tito Ortiz. And he lost he, to Tito Ortiz. He beat Wanderlei Silva, right? And then got his ass kicked by Tito Ortiz. Yeah. Mind you, that was relatively soon after his baby died of SIDS. So it's safe to say other things were on his mind, right? Right. But then, anyway, this is the first fight of the Bellator Heavyweight Grand Prix Tournament. It's, Chill's not even a natural heavyweight fighter. He's barely a 205. Yeah. He's a, he's a 185 now that he's older. No, it's crazy. He's mm. walking around way lighter than where, what he should be for uh, a heavyweight fight, and he's still cutting weight. Because he, he said he, he it doesn't feel like a fight to him if he's not cutting weight. Crazy, right? Yeah. Chael Sonnen is an interesting guy. But here's – here's I love the fact that Bellator has brought back the Grand Prix. Yeah. Because it just sounds cool. I'm the Grand Prix a champion. big tournament. It feels awesome. like Warrior at that point. I love tournaments. We should watch that again soon. We should, maybe. You want to watch that again? Fuck it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, no, so that's cool. But here's the funny thing is – a good chunk of the folks. Can you also look up Patrick when you're done with fact checking that? Look up um, all of the mem- the participants in the Bellator Grand Prix Grand Prix tournament. I, I want to say a good chunk of them are like well past their prime old ex UFC fighters that never fought a heavyweight before. Right. They're like washed up light heavyweights. They're just like ah, I don't want to cut any more weight. <laughs> like my body won't let me anymore. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Twenty eighteen Bellator Grand Prix heavyweight championship tournament. What was I having you look up before? It's Tyron Tyron. It's Tyron Woodley. If you look up his record on Wikipedia, it'll tell you who his last loss was to, and I want to say it's Rory McDonald. Yeah. Um, I'm looking What do you have for us? Yeah, you got to anyway. be Johnny on the spot with these fact checks, man. Chael Sonnen is like the original okay. fighter with a mouth. And when do you know when that fight was? Uh, it was on April eighth, two thousand fourteen. So three years ago, yeah. four, eh, three years ago. Yeah, unanimous Rory McDonald, the current Bellator champion, beat Tyron Woodley, the current UFC champion. So it's safe to say there's some real fucking talent over in Bellator. So it's time to stop sleeping on them. Don't sleep on them. Don't do it. I'm not gonna. Don't sleep on them. Um. Don't do it. Who's who? Uh, is Chael gonna go up against now that he won that uh, fight against Rampage? Who are is his uh, are his potential opponents, depending on who wins the next? This uh, goes round. back to looking up the Bellator Grand Prix Grand Prix Championship. Yeah, so look that up. Let us know who's in there. I know there's some big names in there. Fedor Emelianenko's in there. Rampage is in Fedor. there. Chael Fedor, in Fedor's there. one of the people that that's he might who end it up is. Having it's fight. Fedor versus um, Roy Nelson. Okay. Both of them are much bigger than Chael, and someone asked... Both of them are heavyweights. Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was, uh, it may have been Ariel Hawani who was asking Chael, like, hey, what are you going to do if you beat Rampage and you have to fight both of these people? And Chael just said, I guess I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> but, hey, in his defense, Dan Henderson beat Fedor Emelianenko, and Dan Henderson's a natural 185er. Yeah. Dan Henderson is also a freak athlete, but... Chael Sonnen is also a high-level wrestler as well, just like Dan Henderson. He's high-level, like, pretty much all types of so, grappling. He's a great jiu-jitsu eh, uh, guy as well. If Dan Henderson can do it, Fedor is not the, the classic Fedor anymore. He's old. Yeah. Roy Nelson is still fucking Roy Nelson. He's still knocking motherfuckers out. Yeah. So we got Rampage Jackson, Chael Sonnen, 
King Mo's in there. Fedor. Fedor Emelianenko. Yep. Uh, Roy Nelson. Oh, it's Frank Mir versus Fedor, not Roy Nelson. Matt I don't know who any of these fucking people are. Frank Mir, Matt Mitrione. Frank Mir is an ex-UFC heavyweight champion. Gotcha. Rory Nelson. Roy Nelson, yeah. Ryan Bader. Ryan Bader. Bader. Darth Bader. He's the current 185-pound champion with Bellator, I believe. King Mo Lawal, yeah. So that's interesting. There's only three actual heavyweights in there. But Frank Mir's a motherfucker. I mean, he's a tough son of a bitch. He's a legit black belt, hardcore Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, and he's an ex-UFC champion, so that's a big name. Fedor not doing so hot anymore. Yeah. He's 0-1 in Bellator. He got his ass kicked by Matt Mitrione. Matt Mitrione's nobody to sleep on. He fought ran, um, He fought Kimbo Slice in the UFC. got that on DVD. I, I like all these guys. The only fighter I've never seen fight in there is King Mo. But, uh, but anyway. We went off a, on a kind of a Bellator tangent. We should probably wrap up uh, MMA. Yeah. Move on to some other topics. So uh, anyway, don't sleep on Bellator. They've got some legit talent. Okay, last thing I'm going to say about Bellator actually is uh, I think Bellator is the perfect companion league to the UFC right now because the UFC is all about legitimizing themselves and being as, you know, straight up of a sporting league as possible Bellator is still all about the the spectacle dude it's like Ryzen yeah. in Japan Ryzen's the same way Ryzen's this the big new tournament prime. they do crazy matchups like the rematch mm-hmm. between Tito Ortiz and Chael Sonnen they did a rematch between fucking Hoist Gracie and Frank, Ken, Shamrock. Frank Shamrock something that nobody asked for yeah um, they give you the fights that you don't know you want to see and then you fucking watch it because nothing else is on it exactly Patrick, I'm a little empty. Can you hook a, a brother up? Yeah. Anyways, what's our next uh, topic? Ooh. Let's talk about homework. Okay, so for those of you who are new to the show, we have a segment that we do called Homework, where at the end of the episode, we assign uh, on a, somebody uh, uh, a show or a video game or a movie or something that we want them to check out. Uh, and then whether or not they do it or not, we give them a grade on how well they did their assignment at the end of the week. Uh, I can tell you right now, I failed my assignment. I did not watch The Focal King on Netflix. Which I'm very upset that you did. Gibson got an A-plus on his assignment, Give me though. some extra credit, motherfucker. I finished the entire season one of Riverdale. I love it. And I started season two. Yeah, we're both hooked, hooked on, on Riverdale on now. Riverdale. Check Thank out you. Riverdale if you haven't already watched Riverdale. It's a CW show. And one thing the CW is great at is getting people hooked on really mediocre TV shows. <clears throat> so... Assignments for this week. Oh, we do that at the end of the show. We do? Okay, yeah. so anyway, I got an A+, plus. Eric got an F. I accept that F. All right. Junior year all over again. That's a good idea, actually. We're going to have a scoreboard right here. Yeah. Yeah, baby. All right. Right there. So you're the newcomer to the show. You're the one. It was your assignment. Tell us what you thought of Riverdale. I love it. it was mm-hmm. Those of you who don't thoroughly know. thoroughly enjoyed this show. Let me say this. It's so good. CW knows how to catch my attention because I have not watched a single CW show that I have not binged. That's God's honest truth. Yeah. Arrow was number one. Pretty much all of the DC Flash was TV number two. Shows. Supergirl is now on the CW, correct? Yes. Binge that shit. I haven't seen Legends of Tomorrow. I'm so behind in all of them because they give you 23 episodes a season. What more could you ask for? They give you a ton of content. Now, Riverdale, hot damn. Betty, Someday. please God, yes. Ugh. It's everything I want. We'll have a I'm all I'm, I'm all about Cheryl. Oh my god. She's cray cray we'll in the best to, way. 
She cray-cray in the best way. I want you to put up a picture up there of Betty when it's like, uh, Betty couldn't come. She sent somebody else instead, and they played Gold by Kiera. Okay? That's that's the good part of the show. <laughs> if you, There's going to be people who like are deep fans of that show. They're going to get that reference so hard. Here's the thing with Riverdale. Is it an amazing show? No. But is it high, heavily... Is it highly entertaining? Absolutely 100%. You like the sweet life of Zach and Cody? Cole Sprouse is in it. Didn't like him at first. Now I love him. Did not like his character at first. Now I love his character. Yeah. Follow up though, if you don't know, Riverdale is a fucking modern rendition of the Archie comics, and it's dark as hell. It's super dark. It's all about murder and stuff. They basically took the most wholesome comic book in history and turned it into like one of the most fucked up shows on TV. Classic CW. (laughs) And they made a bunch of. The actors are playing 15-year-olds, mind you. So just remember that when you're watching the show because they really over-sexualize people that are supposed to be 15. Yeah. But don't worry. They're all at least 18 in real life, so it's not weird. <laughs> it's a little weird. It's a little weird. Spoiler alert. We ain't gonna say what happens, but you shall watch. Okay? How's that a spoiler alert? It's not. It was like a fake spoiler <laughs> alert. Every time I say spoiler alert, I think of that nerd band from 21 Jump Street in the basement when they're going to monitor the cool kids. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! And they play the fake instruments. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you should put that up there, Good too. Deep cut. Deep um, cut. So I didn't watch for my homework assignment a movie called The Polka King. Uh, I can't give you an explanation of it because I didn't watch it. I, knew I know it stars Jack it. Black. It's on Netflix. That's probably stupid, so I didn't watch it. It's very stupid. I knew he wasn't going to watch I'm it. I'm not a fan of Jack Black. Oh! Blasphemer, dude. Nacho Libre is one of my favorite movies. Don't you know you, I've had diarrhea since Easter's? That should tell you a lot about Gibson's taste in things, that Nacho dude, Libre I is like, one of his favorite movies. I like funny things. I like simple things. Sometimes I've had a long day. I just want to watch something simple. Ain't got to think about it. This is my mother's lucky machete. It's funny. Why can't we just have like a salad? Simple. You like Napoleon Dynamite? That's fucking funny. Your mom goes to college. Eric's a snob. It's true. He's a snob. Like snob. fancy stuff like Riverdale. Yeah, like Riverdale. Not a very fancy show. So how can I be that much of a snob? Ugh. Ugh. Riverdale. Signed off for 14 seasons. <laughs> like every Great like every CW television. show. <laughs> what fucking, yeah. what season is Supernatural on? 12 or 13? Jesus Look Christ. How is that show still on? I, I swear to God, I thought it was canceled like seven years ago, but it keeps going. They never let shows die. It's like Netflix. As long as like one person is still watching it on the CW, they'll continue to oh, make hell it. Hell yeah, brother. Keep them coming. I don't know where they're getting that funding from. I gotta keep watching. Hot damn! Syndication times. I've what? never seen a single episode of that show. It takes a little over four seasons for them to hit syndication on their shows because of how many episodes. You know they what turn I just out. realized? Because like uh, the, when you hit the lucky one hundred, what they call it when you're a uh, a TV star, because that's when they start syndicating. Like that's when the real money starts coming in. Because you're not only are you getting paid by your television company, but by all the other television yeah. TV show companies that are broadcasting it. Yeah. Like. Those actors got to be making bank after 13 seasons. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Anyways. All right, we're going we're gonna to switch over to the show about extreme animal obsession. Oh, oh my, my lanta. We literally watched the first episode of this right before we recorded this episode. It's, it's so stupid. Don't it's so ever watch up. it. Don't it, ever watch it. It just doesn't seem real. It's a show called... Extreme Animal Obsessions. It's a documentary series on Netflix. It's a Netflix and it is original. so foul and bizarre 
and disturbing that I we looked there were legit moments that we were we thought it was all uh, dramatized and fake. It just doesn't seem real. It's a dude. It's at first it's a chick that buys doesn't have a job, but spends like hundreds of dollars on these beetles and dresses them up like movie characters. It's people who are obsessed with weird it's animal crazy. things. And then there's a dude. He calls himself Sabretooth. He eats like roadkill and other meat just raw. Like, cuts it up in, in his fucking shed, which is a nightmare zone. Hashtag Legend of Chaw. Okay? It's a fucking nightmare zone. Try to fuck bones. You can't. Anyway, it's gross, dude. And then the third, it's this dude that, like, he's a nutritionist, and he has a wife and a baby son and a small daughter that's old enough to know what the fuck her dad's doing. And he just, like, is a dog. He just he wants, wants to live to like a dog. A, a man dog. And he eats out of a dog bowl, eats dog food, and, like, lays down on the floor and eats dog biscuits and then sleeps in a dog bed. And he wants it's to be pet up. and everything. It's fucking weird. Uh, and his solution to his marital issues is for her to start living as a dog, too. He says the most arrogant thing I've ever ever heard a human being say in my entire mm. life. When, uh, I guess the documentarian asked him if he, how it was affecting his relationship and everything. And he says, I've never heard of anybody getting divorced because they were acting like a dog, so I'm not too worried about it. Don't watch this show, dopesters. It's so... It's... It'll there's just upset there's you. other It'll shows. Just upset you. There are other shows out there like My Strange Obsession and other things like that, and those are okay. But this one just seems too much. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't yeah. seem real. It's fucking ridiculous. So don't watch this show. Don't waste your fucking time. Stupid. Uh, that's all I got on that one. Do you want to move on to pickups? Yeah, let's talk about pickups. We're getting pretty deep into the show. Yeah, let's do some pickups. So, Eric and I love thrift shopping, if you didn't know. Yeah. Because we're not snobs. Yeah. I think if... if, if Well, I, never mind. I had a brain fart there. Oh, you can get a lot of really good shit at a thrift store. Oh, yeah. You can get brand new stuff at a thrift store. And I proved that this last time. Absolutely, we you can get brand new stuff at a we'll thrift We'll get a picture store. up on the gram of the sneakers that I picked up. But uh, do you want to go first, and then I'll go? I didn't get shit at the thrift store this weekend, so oh, you shit, talk about right. it. that's right. I got all the pickups, didn't I? Yeah. So this week, I didn't get nothing this week. I got some stuff. Um, I got a. They seem to be brand new. They're clean as hell, or close to brand new pair of Nike flights in my size, size thirteen. So now from the same Goodwill, I've got a pair of Air Jordans and a pair of Nike flights. So I'm pretty stoked. Picture that'll come up in the gram. We'll link it um, in the the subscription subscription the description. the description. We'll link it in the description. Below. Got a pair of Nike flights. Same thrift store, I got uh, another seemingly brand new, still in the box, in the plastic, with the the um, styrofoam, a uh, racing wheel and pedal set for the PlayStation 1. Now, what are you, you may be saying, who cares? It's PlayStation 1. We now have a PS4. We're almost about to have a PS5, maybe. Who cares about PS1? The only game that my fiance cares to play is Crash Team Racing, which is on the PS1 because she grew up with it. And she grew up playing it with the race wheel that I found at the thrift store. So it's a big fucking deal because now I can finally get my fiancé to play video games with me. So that was there. And then I picked up a random Xbox game. We'll post a picture of that too. It's um, Grab that real quick, Patrick. It's Greg Hastings Professional Paintball. I bought it because it looked kind of silly. Didn't you also get a, an N64 game? Oh yeah, grab that. See the N64 up there? You see Pro Skater? The one right above it. I picked this up as well. Price tag off because I paid more than I should have for it. I just got it because it's cool. 
Um, N64 is the only game console that I'm trying to get a complete collection for. Um, so I'm trying to pick up all the games. I got WCW NWO Revenge. Uh, paid more than it's fucking worth, I think, because it was on the back. You probably saw. Paid 10 bucks for it, so now you know. There's two stickers on here. Fuck me. Uh, not worth $10. But these old wrestling games on the N64 are actually really fucking fun. The old football games on the N64 are really fun, too. So if you're looking for a cartridge game, sports games aren't that bad on the old consoles. They're almost fun because of terrible. So not a lot of pickups, but some, some okay ones, you know, Yeah. building the collection. And then Eric didn't get anything. I not this week. No, it's not our week. We saw a really cool old record player, but we got to it too late. Yeah, yeah it was sweet. I'll sorry, picked it up. Guy beat us to it. I saw a really great little uh, leather love seat for like sixty bucks at the Goodwill, uh, and I was thinking about coming back to pick it up, but it sold immediately uh, the next day, which yeah, I, nice I knew one. that wasn't gonna last long. That's a good find. That was a really good yeah. one, though. That's the cool thing. So this Goodwill that we go to, um, they price things pretty high. So, like, they'll have flat-screen TVs they want 150 200 bucks. for. Well, it depends on what – you can get really good deals depends. on furniture. But they also have color-coded tags. And different days of the week, you get 50% off. So, when we went there, the shoes that I saw were 80 bucks. Personally, I'm not going to pay 80 fucking dollars for a pair of sneakers at a Goodwill. That's stupid. Giant waste of money. Might as well just brand, buy brand-new sneakers. The next day, they were 50% off, so I got them for 40 bucks, which I think is a pretty good deal. For some nice Nikes, especially because they're branding. Like I said, we'll get a picture up in there for you. So, but yeah. And should we talk about my my new connection? If you want to, I'll talk about my. I won't name names. Okay. A gentleman that works there. We have become friends now because I buy things from him. He knows a guy that's got sneakers. I now have a sneaker hookup. We'll see what happens there. A little bit sketchy. Don't know if I'll be purchasing anything from him because I'm not trying to be a fence. But uh, we'll see. He calls me on my personal line. Somehow he got my phone from my Goodwill membership. And uh, he tells me this is our personal business. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Nice. My sneaker guy. Cool. Uh, all right. Uh, next topic. All right. We are going to be moving on to uh, the Oscars nominations. So for those of you uh, who listen to the podcast regularly, you know that we covered uh, in a former podcast – Movies that we felt were probably going to get overlooked but deserve some Oscar nod. Uh, and those were movies like Logan, Blade Runner 2049, uh, Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. uh, what else? Uh, Th- uh, Thor Ragnarok yep. was one as well. Um, yep. So I will say um, we predicted that correctly. They pretty much got very overlooked. Oh, wow. All of them got overlooked. For Best Picture, anyhow. The only one that really came out though was Logan didn't get in fact get nominated for best adapted screenplay. What does that mean? It basically so there you there's two there's best original screenplay which is a movie that was written Wait, specifically scroll back to up, be Patrick. Stop right there. Go ahead. There's best original screenplay which was uh, a, a brand new uh, script that was written completely to go straight to uh, the movie. Best adapted screenplay is a movie that's based off of existing material. So Logan's based off of the Wolverine comic books. Okay, I want to point something out here. I am by no means an expert when it comes to films, but you and I talk about movies all the time. Yeah. And we go see all the big ones that come out within yeah. reason. Or we see them when they come out on DVD. We're always watching movies. Right. I'm looking at supporting actress because I think that little girl that played um, X-23 was phenomenal, mm-hmm. right? I think she deserved to be nom- at least nominated for Best Supporting Actress. I concur. Because she wasn't just a good actress for a for a kid, she was a 
phenomenal actress in general. And here's the movie. Here's it. The movies that are that these women are nominated for. No, sh- I'm not trying to shit on them, but it's Mudbound, I Tanya, Phantom Thread, Lady Bird, and The Shape of Water. Have you heard of any of those? Yeah, those are all like the big Oscar bait movies. But I haven't fucking heard of any of those. Well, you I'm, don't follow like the artsy fartsy movies. But at I'm all. I'm a fairly normal movie viewer, and I see all the fairly big movies that come out. You see blockbuster movies. Not just blockbuster. I see all the good movies that come. But it's like, oh jeez. I guess Oscar goes for like so, artsy fartsy kind of movies, Shape but you of Water, think they'd at least have something in there that the average fan likes. The Shape of Water is a. These are movies the average fan likes. I am the average fan, and I I've never heard of any of these. I think Patrick is an average fan. He's never heard of any of these. I've heard of it. You, you have a film degree. So I don't have a film degree. I have a fine arts minor with a specialty in film. Have you that watched That is hardly a film degree. I have seen none of these movies. Exactly. Exactly. So that's just because I haven't gotten around to it, though. I'm gonna me watch here. them. I'm gonna watch them. Yeah, though. that's what you always say. Don't patronize me. I'll over watch here. the ones that. These win. are movies that the average fan likes. These I do want to watch. I never l- see anything about. I don't see any like hardly any uh, trailers d- or anything pop up. I do want to watch stuff. Lady Bird though because I'm in love with Saoirse Ronan. Don't. Ugh. I wouldn't watch the winners of last year. I watched uh, the winners of the best actor. Um, Ben Affleck won Best Actor last year? Maybe it wasn't Ben Affleck. It was his brother. What's his brother's name? Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck, Casey Affleck in that Affleck. Amazon yeah. movie. And yeah. Manchester by the it Sea. Sucked. Here I stand corrected. There's one We're going to alienate a lot of people with your opinions there, Patrick. There's one movie on this list that I recognize. It's I, Tanya, And I only recognize it because I looked up and saw that Margot Robbie was uh, nominated for lead actress. It's the movie about Tanya Harding. Mm-hmm. I've seen the trailer for it just because I saw the poster and I Googled the trailer. But, I mean... I go and see plenty of movies. Do you like Guillermo del Toro? I'm a big Eh. I liked him in Star Wars. I thought he was kind of cool. That's Benicio del Toro. Then who? I don't fucking Guillermo del Toro made all the Hellboy movies. He made Pacific Rim, all that. Shape of Water is his movie. I don't know. It's about a a mute uh, cleaning lady who works for a government organization and falls in love with a fish man. I don't want to hear any more about that. That sounds stupid. That's exactly – I literally – what I just said is not bullshit. That's exactly what the movie's yeah. about. That's 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 theater. That's the kind of stuff I expect to see in the theater. Like theater is very artsy and has very strange plots and Gilmore shit. That's fine. Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. Gil- oh, my Guillermo. God. Did you just say Gilmore del Toro? Uh, I already made a mistake and got him mixed up with Benicio. All right. Guillermo. Uh, Benicio del Toro is a fucking badass if, if for anybody who's seen Sicario. I, I really like him in all the movies I've seen. Sicario. But my point is like – I'm sure these are really good artsy fartsy movies. They're probably all really good movies, and I'd probably enjoy them if I watch them. It's actually like a fish man, like a guy that's a fish. Yeah. I thought you meant like a fisherman. This one. But, no, 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 a fish man. It's a guy. That's but he's a secret but government like, organization. She's a mute cleaning lady and falls in love with a fish man. That sounds fucking. Terrible. And I'm pretty sure the makeup that they that Guillermo del Toro used for the fish man is the same one that he used for Abe Sapien in the Hellboy movies. Scroll it looks exactly the same. So we can Hold see. on, do a side by side picture and it, put it in the episode if you can of the fish character from Shape of Water and Abraham Sapien from Hellboy. We're gonna put it right above Eric's head. Yeah. Scroll up there. No, no, can no. You, up, no, no. Up. But can you can you show us also? Oh, can I show? Because I want Gibson to see. Okay. So. I'm looking at so Abraham Sapien from Hellboy, yeah. and the fish character from Shape of Water. So he, now we're looking he, at best picture nominees. They look uncannily alike. I'm excited to see, but now we're looking at best picture nominees. 
I recognized Dunkirk. I saw Dunkirk. Darkest Hour. Did not enjoy Dunkirk. You didn't watch? I so, Okay. I appreciate I, it for what it is, I but I did not enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it the first time. Second time, I loved it. I have no desire to watch it again. I feel like I, I thought The Revenant was a beautiful movie. Don't want to watch it again. I thought Dunkirk was a beautiful movie. Don't want to watch it again. Get Out, I want to see really badly because I've it's heard good. that's a it's phenomenal really movie. Good. So I was Remind sh- me what Darkest Hour is. Darkest Hour is the flip side of Dunkirk. Dunkirk's about the evacuation of uh, at Dunkirk. Darkest Hour is about how Winston Churchill handled it politically. Oh, oh that's So there's people the that are actually okay. saying that they want to make a supercut of both movies and put them together. I'd like to see Darkest Hour, but like I'm looking up here and... I don't know. I, I pay attention to the movies. The that are Post out. is that movie about the Washington Post in like the 1960s when they pu- published the Pentagon Papers. Of course, that's going to get a nomination. Like, ugh. what about? I don't know. Um, what about I, nominating the highest-grossing R-rated film of all time? Deadpool. Of course, it's not going to get a nomination it because it's Deadpool. That was 2016. Yeah. Was it nominated in 2016? No. Exactly. I might have gotten nominated for like stands. sound cutting or special effects or something. But Logan, that was a phenomenal movie, but it's you know, not going to get up there. Patrick Stewart was uh, definitely got snubbed for a uh, supporting actor nomination. I think all three of them got snubbed. I think Patrick Stewart well, got all snubbed. All three were great. I agree. I think Hugh Jackman got snubbed, and I think Daphne I'm Reynolds. I'm very Def, Daphne Keen. Daphne Keen got snubbed. I'm very surprised also that Wonder Woman didn't get nominated in any capacity. Me too. Because I, I thought that was going to be a... That does look like Abe Sapien. I don't even need to see Abe Sapien and no. No shit. <laughs> yeah. Can you I'm gonna, please you know what? I'm put gonna, a clusterfuck of those two pictures over Eric's head? Yeah, that way people can see. Yeah. I wonder if, like, Guillermo del Toro was thinking that that was, like, a, it should be, the, the, the Shape of Water would be, like, a weird spiritual sequel mm-hmm. of, of his character. This, But this just goes to show, like, I really do not give a flying hoot about the, the, the Oscars. I really don't care. Because it doesn't, re- like I said, I like to think I'm a fairly average moviegoer, and I watch I watch artsy movies. So anything that comes out on demand, I usually go and watch with my mother, and she watches some weird shit. So I watch all the movies that come out, and I get it. Maybe they're artsy fartsy, whatever. I've it's also got to the point where I have to pay for my own movies. Like I, I'm not like a teenager asking my parents to bring me to movies anymore, right. and I'm not gonna spend thirteen bucks to see a movie. To, to see an artsy fartsy movie when I can just wait for it to come out on DVD. I also own over 250 films on DVD and Blu-ray, and I buy a lot of the weird ones that come out, and I watch them to an extent. But yeah, I love movies. I collect them. I collect movies. I collect games. I collect all kinds of stuff. And movies are big when I love movies. And it just annoys me that all like there's tons of other phenomenal movies that come out that I feel like fans like a lot more on a general in the in general than. Some of the nonsense that they put up. Patrick, what's the last like of. big blockbuster film that's gotten nominated for Best Picture? The only one I can think of that actually won Best Picture was Return of the King. Lord of the Rings Return of the King. I think this was the last time like a big action blockbuster movie got nominated. Or and won. Mm. I don't, it's not the last time it got nominated because Dark Knight got nominated. Uh, Dark Knight out. was a great movie. I'm, I'm trying to think of other movies. But also Dark Knight wasn't a real Batman movie. We've talked about that. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's hey, not a you, real Batman movie. Hey, guess movie. what? Dark Knight's not a Batman movie. So if you disagree, come fight us, us about that. Come fight us about that. We will great win. movie, but if you like Batman, it sucks. We will win that argument with against you every fucking day of the week. It's ben not Affleck's a real the best movie. Batman there's ever been. It's true. We both agree on that, based on comic book fact, dog. Killing all all of his you know kills aside. Come at me, bro. Well, doesn't old Batman? 
He fucks it people up in the he'll comic ki- books. No, no, he kills. He doesn't kill people. He fucks them up pretty bad. But is do you really see anybody die? No, because it's PG thirteen. Exactly. Is he really killing him? We don't know. But he's fucking him up really bad. He's comatosing every single one of them. It's about thoughts. And they actually have a title of a of a article that says, "Do block, blockbuster movies ever win uh, picture Oscars?" So I'm guessing it's a big thing. Like a they lot pretty of- much never win. That was actually a big topic for this upcoming Oscars before the nominations come out. Was there are a lot of movies that were considered to be worthy of Best Picture nomination? Wonder Woman, Logan, War for the Planet of the Apes, etc. War for the Planet of the Apes. Don't sleep on that. That's a phenomenal movie. Yeah. I think it's crazy that usually the third movie in a trilogy is the absolute worst one. It's the best. Arguably the best one. By There's far. a very good argument that that's the best one. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that Wonder Woman didn't win because it was such a big deal like when it came out. Everybody I'm surprised it didn't even get nominated, yeah. like, especially with all the Me Too it stuff going on right now question, that are big feminists. Though, my question yeah. is why doesn't box office success play into the Oscars at all? What if a movie brings in several billion dollars? That's not the best movie of the year. People obviously loved it because everybody's watching it. You know what about some of these movies? There's a that lot don't of really shit movies that make a lot of money. Yeah, okay, Ooh. Transformers, Pirates of the Caribbean. But then, but then you look at quality movies that make a shit ton of money, exactly. like Logan, Wonder Woman, Deadpool made a shit ton of money. Yeah, say what you want. Okay, why every are, single Marvel movie why that comes aren't out. Those okay. I don't want to count all of those in though, because yeah, they're fun, but they're all kind of the same. You know, but like Wonder Woman stands on its own. Logan stands on its own. Movies like that. I'm even gonna say Hacksaw Ridge was a phenomenal movie. Maybe not best. Hacksaw picture. Ridge did get nominated for best picture. Good. So there you go. But like more specific. So we'll we'll talk like a ugh, brain fart. I talk too fast, faster than my mind can think. But movies like Logan and Wonder Woman, because we brought or War for the Planet of the Apes, did really really well in the box office. Why and they're doesn't, really really great movies. Why also. doesn't that play into it at all? I don't know. You know? I think... There's a lot of these movies that... uh, uh, Critics need to win some points. One, two, three... At least three of the movies on that list, I can tell you, did not made hardly any money at all. And we're only in theaters for like a week. I think you're actually right that the last big box office movie to win the nomination, or even to get nominated in general... Was the Lord of the Rings. That was Eric. That was me that said that. that. Eric. Okay. Eric knows more about movie history than I do. God, man. Eric, Eric. God, Eric. man. You're, you know. But I think. We're the, accepting resumes for producers. The critics need to start. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The critics need to start. The critics in the Academy need to start winning back some points with fans because our opinions are so different now. Look at Bright, for instance. It got panned, but people like it. Look at fucking Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Fucking reviled by the audience for God knows why. People, I'm sorry, I'm I'm gonna say this right now. If you shit canned fucking the Last Jedi and you think it's the worst thing to ever happen to Star Wars and that shit, or if you sign that petition to have it removed from canon all that stuff, you're a bitchy asshole. If you think it's the worst thing to happen to Star Wars, then you've obviously never heard of Jar Jar Binks. Okay, there's way worse things that have happened to Star Wars in the Last Jedi, and I will go on record saying because we talked about it before, I saw it the first time, wasn't a giant fan. I saw Rogue One the first time, wasn't a giant fan. Saw Rogue One a second time, I loved it. I have a feeling it's going to be the exact same way with the, with the Last Jedi. I've I gotten to the point actually. To I've gotten to a point actually where a lot of big movies I really love the second time around because I found that I'm going into them looking for stuff to not like the first time I watch it. Yep. And the second time I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy it. And I almost always love it more the second time. Well, I slept on the Last Jedi. Yeah. It came out, and then I was like, oh fuck, it's out. 
Totally forgot. Han Disney's... Solo comes out in like two months or three months. It comes out in May. Yeah, super They're supposed soon. to uh, uh, theoretically be Four releasing months. the trailer tomorrow. Oh, yeah, Wednesday. Tomorrow's a big day. Isn't Amelia Clark in that movie? She was in the cast picture. Look that up. With Chewbacca. Look up Han Solo cast. Pretty sure Amelia Clark's in there, and if she is, I'm real happy about it. I don't know if that's true. I don't remember seeing her in it. Yeah, there was one cast picture released, and I swear I saw her next to Chewbacca. I think that they perfectly... She's in it? She's, uh, she's Kira. Boom! I'll Who's Kira? That. I don't know. Me neither. Kiara, she sings gold. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Who's the band? I didn't say I was disappointed by Last Jedi, but it was the worst thing in Star Wars No, the worst thing... The worst thing to happen in Star Wars is episode two, boy. Oh, God. What a horrendous piece of shit that film is. Well, there's parts of it, like... Padme's good in episode two, and she's horrendous in episode three. Patrick, see if you can fact check this for me. Topher Grace, uh, you know of you know that '70s show, yeah. and uh, the and Spider-Man Three, and Take Me Home Spider-Man. Tonight, and, a, and home a few other tonight. movies that uh, we won't get into. Uh, he edited a supercut of all three of the prequel trilogies. Of course he did. Where it's only the good parts, and it's and it's actually like logically consistent. And it's and only it's, fifteen it's seconds. Eighty-one long. minutes long. <laughs> Topher. That, yeah, like fact it. check that for me, please. All right. That's pretty funny. Topher Grace, yes, he was Eric in that 70s show. We know that. Eric. We, 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 oh, my God. God. You can't keep copying us, man. You pull, pull up the stuff we're asking you to pull up. All right. 85-minute cut, cut, cut of Star All three of the prequels yeah. Star Wars. Sounds about right to me. Yeah. And uh, you've probably seen in the pictures. And it's but probably left, fantastic. I have every Star Wars movie ever made. And I watch them. Do you have on a regular Rogue basis? One? Yeah, I got Rogue One. You got Rogue One up there? Yeah, it's up there. One you thing got... I don't have is Last Jedi. That hasn't been released yet. Do you have you have Force Awakens? Mm-hmm. Man. And then I got Do you have the animated one, two, Clone Wars movie? No, it doesn't fucking count, dude. That fucking counts. Did that go to theaters? That's canon. It wasn't theaters. Yeah, I saw was it in theaters. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, I need to get that then. I want to get all the Star Wars stuff. Up there I've got I've got the uh origin or the original trilogy on VHS. I've got all the movies. I got Spaceballs up there. I got all the video games that I have. I got an Atari 2600 game. I got Co- <laughs> you said Kotar Atari? 1 and 2. Atari 2600. I got Kotar 1 and 2. I got the Lego games. I got Battlefront. I want to get all the Star Wars stuff. I love it. Got a gold BB-8. Anywho, uh, we went on a big tangent off the Oscar movies and everything like that. We got into a little bit of a, a heat there. But moral of the story is there's a lot of really good movies that are getting overlooked for stuff that, you know, I think people want to like because it's sophisticated. It makes them feel good about themselves. Yeah. You Which, know? don't get me wrong, I'm sure they're wonderful, lovely films, but if you have, if the majority of the population hasn't seen them, are they really the best picture? That's like the motherfucker that watches Maury Povich during the day and to feel better they turn on like a like a fucking French movie and they read the subtitles at nighttime. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not fancy. You like trash TV too, just like the rest of us. Whatever. Do you have anything else for us? Uh, no, let's move on to the next topic. Oh, I did want to say Get Out was a really good movie. I, I wasn't it. sure if I liked it, and then I watched a ton of movies or videos on YouTube that broke down all the little things that you don't like, the like the subtext that you mixed, and like the really crazy like. Uh, uh, like foreshadowing and all that stuff, and it's a really well made movie once you realize the amount of like small, meticulous thought that went into it. I need to finally see yeah. that. Well, we could watch it together on Netflix. We could actually, that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. Do we have anything else no, to talk about don't. today? We 
we don't have any other topics at all. But we're at it. we're at an hour, so uh, we should probably start right. wrapping it up. Oh, let's uh, assign homework. Homework. All, all right, right, Eric, you can go first, loser. Uh, I'm going to assign you to con- to start watching uh, Vikings again. Actually, no, because uh, start watching Nightfall on History Channel. Can I get that on Netflix? No. What can I? Where can I watch it? Actually, you know what? Uh, do Vikings after all because you can watch that on Amazon Prime. Perfect. Oh yeah, perfect. I will start watching Vikings again. One of my all-time favorite shows. Patrick, go get my WEC DVD from down there, please. So I can show oh, it. Boy. I'm gonna assign you. You gotta watch three fights on the best of the WEC. I'll do that because that's easy. Folks that are are listening, that it's on the bottom shelf. The, that don't know, I originally fell in love with mixed martial arts by watching. Jeez, that was perfect. By watching the WEC, it was always free and it was the little guys. So this is this was the 135s, the 145s, the 155s, right? This is where Showtime Pettis came from, Benson Henderson. Henderson came from, Uriah Faber came from, Demetrius Johnson came from, Dominic Cruz came from, all the top um, small guys. Cowboy Cerrone came from here. It's like all, he's not even small, he's 170 now, but he fought at 155. Like this is where the little guys got famous. So right here I've got UFC presents the best of WEC. Eric, I'd like you to watch three fights from there. You pick, but if you could watch a Uriah Faber and a Dominic Cruz fight, that would be great. That's probably what I will watch. I've seen them all. So that's where all of the top guys that we watch now on the UFC, Uriah Faber, one of the best coaches out there with Team Alpha Male, Dominic Cruz, um, current contender, two-time bantamweight champion, and now he's a commentator. Uh, I believe he does color commentary for the UFC. Donald Cerrone, one of the biggest names in the UFC. Benson Henderson now fights in Bellator. Um, I mean, you've got some of the best fighters of all time on that DVD set, so I'd like you to check that out as your homework. Roger that. Word up, bird up. All right, so we've assigned homework uh, for the next week. We'll see how we do. Um, I did horrendous. Gibson knocked it out of the park. Yes, I did. Um, but that's partially because I signed a better assignment. It, that's true. It was a good one. Yeah, okay. Finally, you stopped assigning me Disney Channel bullshit. Yeah. I got something I wanted to watch. And Tusk. I've watched way more homework than you've ever watched. That's true. <laughs> I just watch what I want to watch. I don't listen uh, to that bullshit. I just watch what I want to watch. I got my own thing. Anyways, uh, all right, so let's wrap this up, folks. Um, uh, new YouTube viewers, check us out on our original audio podcast. We're still going to be producing that. You can listen to us iTunes, Google Play Music, or any podcast Stitcher apps you can think cast. of. Stitcher Pocket Cast. Um, uh, audio listeners who don't know yet, uh, we are now on YouTube. Come check that out. Um, you know, we're starting to diversify, get everything everywhere. So go back and forth, like, share, and subscribe. Um, and make sure that if you want an Xbox uh, original or an Xbox 360, that you message us on Instagram. Let us know. Yep. Well, good buddy. It's been dope being dope. It's been dope being dope, folks. Have a good day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching.